Okay, this, this has been a great series. You know, it's, it's a series on being grateful. Um, and I've learned a lot through it. I've seen a lot through it, had some great messages come through it, you know, and I'm honored to speak about it. I feel like it's something that it took me some time to really kind of wrap my, my head around from a kingdom sense. Like I understand like gratitude and stuff in general, in terms of from a kingdom sense, how important it is. So like the title of my message is The Woes of the Ungrateful Heart and How to Fix It. Longest title I've ever done. Usually it's like Jesus. So I'm like, let's see how to, wow, that looks great. Great job, Sydney and team. That's awesome. Looks really good. It's really good. So what I'm going to start is I'm going to start by just reading from Psalm 100. Because this is kind of like, um, this is like kind of the foundation for what's going to happen right here. And specifically, I'm going to direct your attention throughout the message to one particular verse in there, which I think is imperative for every believer. Like literally, if you get nothing out of what I say, take home the memorization of that one verse. So here, I'm going to read the whole thing. Don't worry, it's short. It's only five verses, so it's quick. So it says, make a joyful shout to the Lord, all you lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. Know that the Lord, he is God. It is he who has made us and not ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful to him and bless his name for the Lord is good. His mercy is everlasting and his truth endures to all generations. All right. I mean, if you could use that as like a life like think how to look at things, but, but I want to really direct your attention to Psalm 100 verse four, and we're going to throw that into a few of the points that I have on here later, but it says, enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. For me, that's been like a pattern that's become a pattern for prayer. Like I literally don't start anything off unless it's without that. And what I find when I do that is everything shifts, everything shifts and you'll, you'll see it too. So, so hopefully, hopefully I can make a good case for that. Um, so what I want to do is I want to tie like, you know, it talks about the woes of an ungrateful heart. And what I want to do is tie in like ungratefulness with like dishonor, right? With like entitlement. We see entitlement's huge. Like you see that. I mean, it's, it's probably always been huge, but I think it just seems even huger now. It's like crazy. Everyone, it's, it's the instant gratification society. It's, it's I want it before I actually can have it. I want it before I'm ready for it. We see it in everything, whether it comes to spiritual growth, whether it comes to professional growth, whether it comes to money, whether it comes to possessions or whatever. So when I say ungrateful, when I say ungratefulness, I want you to kind of think, you could kind of use these terms ungrateful, dishonor, and entitlement kind of all in the same thing. So the first point I really have is the these are some of the consequences of ungratefulness. These, this is not an all-inclusive list. It's probably, I, I probably couldn't come up with all the things, but these were the things that I felt like the Holy Spirit was speaking to me over the last week or so. So the first thing is, is that ungratefulness brings a curse. That doesn't sound nice. So the verse I have for that is James 3, 10 through 12. I'll read, I'm going to read the whole thing to you. So it says, out of the same mouth proceed blessing and cursing. My brethren, these things ought not to be so. Does a spring send forth fresh water and bitter from the same opening? Can a fig tree, my brethren, bear olives or a grapevine bear figs? Thus, no spring yields both salt water and fresh. So as we look at that, we go, man, my ungratefulness could actually bring a curse on me because out of my mouth, I can speak blessing or curse. So I got to choose what we're going to do, right? Okay. All right. Okay. Thanks, bro. And my, my man, Jeff, right here. I love this dude. He's my little brother right there. Jeff, stand up, man. Come on. 
Come on, let's give him a round of applause. I love it. We do life together. He's the real deal. Thanks for everything, man. One of my biggest encouragers other than my wife. So thank you, man. Uh, the next thing I have is ungratefulness dishonors God. So now I remember what I said, like ungratefulness, dishonor, um, uh, uh, entitlement. So when I'm ungrateful, so here's the reality. We can either look at it as though everything that we have comes from God, right? Every good and perfect thing comes from God. So if I'm ungrateful for what I have, what he's given to me, then I'm actually saying, hey, what you've actually given to me ain't enough. I'm actually putting myself in a place of where God's supposed to be instead of honoring what he's put into my hands, what he's put into me. And I'm going to tell you right now, look, I'm not, I'm not trying to, none of this is meant to make anybody here feel like uh, you're, you're, you're beyond repair. All right. None of this is meant for that. This is, this is to bring awareness to some things of what being ungrateful can do. And then we're, we're also going to have some solutions to it too. So don't, don't even sweat it. All right. So if some of these resonate with you, don't be like, Oh, he's talking to me. I mean, yeah, be like, he's talking to me, but from the sense of I'm going to fix it. Right. Not from the sense of I can't do anything about it. Right. Because that's not the house we live in. That's not the God we serve. We don't serve a God that we can't do anything about. Right. We serve a God who, Hey, if you're with me, I can do anything. I can do anything. I'm just, okay, cool. All right. We're on to something. All right. Number three, ungratefulness blocks his presence. Oh, how do you say, okay. Everyone's like, what? What are you talking about? Okay. Well, let's go back to Psalm 100 verse four. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. So a prerequisite to get into his gates is thanksgiving. So if I don't have thanksgiving, now I can praise all I want, but without thanksgiving, I can't even get there, right? So when you use it as a pattern for prayer, right? So now when I get into his presence, thanksgiving and praise prerequisite for entrance into the presence of God, okay? So ungratefulness blocks his presence, all right? So let's not block his presence. His presence is awesome. It's great to have. Number four, ungratefulness leads to and is rebellion. So again, if God puts stuff in your hands, right? Now, if I'm ungrateful for what he puts in my hands, I'm not submitted to him. I rebel against what it is that he's given to me. It's, I'm now operating under the spirit of the enemy and the original spirit of Lucifer. He rebelled against God. A third of the angels went with him, jacked some stuff up. He rebelled against God's authority. He wanted to be like God. There's no way he could because there's only God, only one. So here we go. Ungratefulness blocks, the next point is ungratefulness blocks godly promotion. It doesn't block worldly promotion. Worldly promotion can be very dangerous if you're not right in right standing with God. Because now you start thinking you're bigger than something that you actually are. So if it, if it blocks godly promotion, so, so God's the one who promotes. Like you, can, you, you might be going, I don't know, man. Like my boss is the one who decides whether I, whether I get promoted or not. But I'm telling you right now as a kingdom person, and I'm telling you there's no other way to live than to be a kingdom person. And here's the thing, you might not be that kingdom person. You might not even know what I'm talking about when I say kingdom person, but maybe this is planting a seed right now because here's the deal. You are royalty. You are sons and daughters of the most high. So that means that you live in a kingdom. Now here's the deal. You can be a, I said, here's the deal. I haven't said that in like four years. Sorry. It's an inside joke. I used to say it all the time and they'd be like, stop saying, here's the deal. All right. That's the last time I'll say that. I'll let you know. Sorry, if you were at the 830 for like four years ago, you'd totally understand. This is cool. Um, 
So, so here's the thing. When um, I said, here's the thing. I said, here's the thing. Okay. I gotta, I, I'm, I'm, I'm working on language and words. I need to get like a dictionary or something or a thesaurus. Thesaurus, right? So if, if, I, if I get worldly promotion and I'm not right with God, it changes everything. It, it puts me, I think I'm in a position that I'm actually not. And oftentimes you'd be, you'd, be, you'd be shocked how many times that people think when certain doors that open and their life ain't right or they're jacked up, they, 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 they kind of confuse it as from God. They, they're like, oh, God's told me to do this. I'm like, man, God ain't telling you to do that. Are you serious? It's pretty hard. You know, and let me, t- let me just give you a little bit of advice. If you are someone who's being discipled, which we all should be being discipled, if you have someone who speaks into your life, please, please don't come to them and say, well, God told me that I'm supposed to marry that dude's wife or that girl's husband. Don't say stuff like that. Give us an opportunity to speak. Because once you drop that, now we're against God, not you. Now, like, like wisdom is hard to come in because now it's like, it's like my thoughts against what God has told you. Now, here's the thing you got to ask. Am I in a position to hear clearly from God? Look, God will speak to anybody at any time. But here's the thing. Look at where you're at and go, am I in a position to actually like hear what the Lord is telling me? and do what the Lord is telling me, or these my fleshly desires that the enemy knows good and well that he'll then use to drop a seed in my head and go, man, that, that sounds like God. This is crazy. The devil can make himself sound a lot like God. Okay, so I'm kind of going off on a little tangent here, but this is some advice to like go through life. Go, okay, hey, if something, you get something, it sounds a little bit, okay, hmm. All right. Like, like for me, if, if I, like my kind of thing for me is like, if something crazy happens, like I need to hear audibly and then my wife needs to hear and my buddy needs to hear. Like, if it's crazy. It's like, Hey, we're packing all our stuff and we're going to Alaska and we're going to live in the snow with our kids. We're going to build an igloo. I learned on YouTube. It's going to be amazing, babe. Be like, I don't know. I heard from God. And she's like, I didn't. I'm like, Oh, okay. Well, We'll figure it out, all right? Is that kind of, I'm kind of spitballing all over the place. Okay, cool. So in gratefulness box, godly promotion. We want godly promotion. We want to be kingdom people. We want to live in a kingdom, so we want to act as kingdom people. Because guess what? He said, hey, I'm choosing you to bring my kingdom as it is in heaven here on earth. Like God could do it himself, but he chose to use us. And how cool is it to raise your hand and say, just like Isaiah said, here I am, Lord, send me. Like, I'll respond, here I am, send me. It's, it's the best thing you could ever do in your life. I'm just telling you right now. That, that's, okay, cool. Number six, ungratefulness gives the enemy access to your life. Ooh, that sucks. Okay, James, thank you. Pastor Quacha, you are the best. I love you, for real. Both you guys, Pastor Ron, you guys are amazing. I love you guys. Um, so ungratefulness gives the enemy access to your life. The verse I got for that is James 4, 7. Super simple. Therefore, submit to God. Resist the devil. He flees from you. There's two parts to this thing. Submission and resistance. You can't have one without the other. You can't just submit and not resist. And you can't just resist and not submit. You got to have both. So this kind of ties into my whole rebellion thing too. So kind of a lot of these you'll see will kind of flow together. But if, if, if I'm not submitted to, to the Lord... 
Now I've given the enemy access, and no matter how hard I resist to resist what the enemy's doing, you'll see, because you're constantly fighting the same thing over and over and over and over. Oh, the enemy's out to get me. Oh, the enemy, oh, this, oh. And it's like, okay, hold on. Let's check our submission. Let's check our submission. Let's see where we've allowed the enemy to have access to our lives, right? So submission and resistance. Remember that, you guys. Submit to, a lot of people say, they just say the first, there's the last part. Excuse me. They just say, resist the devil and he'll flee from you. They forget the submission part. It starts with submission. It starts with submission. All right. We good? We're good. All right. Ungratefulness, the seventh point. It's not a point. These are like mini points. So I don't have like 47 points, right? It's like one point with a bunch of little mini things in it. And it's like, look at that. That's so awesome how they did that. I was so pumped. I was like, yeah, I'd like to, as I go, to say it. So is Sydney in here? Sydney, you're the best. Great job, girl. She did this. So good. Thank you, Sydney. That's awesome. All right. So ungratefulness blocks joy and your ability to appreciate things. I was telling my, my, my uh, little brother, Jeff, last night, I was telling him this one. He's like, hey, man, explain joy to me. Like, explain. He's like, hey, like, you know, because a lot of people confuse it with happiness and all this kind of stuff. I said, okay, man, that, that's good. So I said, joy is an anchor right? So um, the anchor stays in place, but up on top of those, so anchor is meant to hold a boat in place, hold something in place, right? So if we're talking like nautical, I was in the Coast Guard 22 years, so I was on boats once in a while. Um, but an anchor holds something in place, but up on the, the surface, it can move a little bit, right? Like the ship can move a little bit, like the seas could be a little rough, the wind could be going, whatever, it can rock back and forth, but it's never going to move so far as long as the anchor is set. So for me, joy is the anchor. So does the, now I have joy. Does that mean that sometimes I'm, I'm unhappy? Absolutely. Absolutely. Does that mean sometimes I'm disappointed? Absolutely. Does it mean though that my environmental circumstances take me and throw me, remove that anchor and throw everything out? No, it doesn't. It means that my anchor is, stay, is staying put. So I look at joy as like your constitution, like, like that's, my, that's my foundation. That's where I'm at. Now, sometimes I'm going to be happy. Sometimes I'm going to be sad. Sometimes I'm going to be upset. If you stay upset for super, super long, let's do something about that. You know, like you kind of got to go back and forth. You know what I mean? Like you got to, okay, Lord, you're with me or you're not with me. Right? So, and usually if he's not with you, it's not because it's his choice, because it's your choice. Actually, not usually, always. Right? Right, Pastor Quacha? Always. Right? Okay, cool. All right. Good. All right. Number eight, ungratefulness brings death. All right. That's a good message right there. Ungratefulness brings death. So specifically to anything that you, that you, you have. So like if I'm, if I'm ungrateful for someone gives me a gift and I'm ungrateful for it, I don't appreciate it. I kind of don't, don't take as good a care of it. Kind of, you know, this is like a material thing. But most importantly, ungratefulness brings death to your faith. It's pretty hard to have faith, like legit faith and hope without gratefulness, without a grateful heart. So when we look at it like that, like we're going, oh man, I don't want to bring death around. Think about it. Think about it in your own life. When you're around people who have a great attitude, who are grateful, you open a door for them like, oh, thanks so much. I really appreciate that. Like it, you just feel good. Yeah. You know, how many times is it you do something for somebody? Now, I, you do something for somebody and then they don't appreciate it. And you're kind of like, hmm, something just isn't right. You know, sometimes, now I'll be, I'll be straight with you. Sometimes in my life, I did things because I wanted recognition for it. 
You know what I mean? Like I was like, I did something generous. Like it's still nice to be generous, right? But like I wanted, almost like I needed the recognition. The Holy Spirit's like, what are you doing, man? Like, are you a generous person? Or are you generous with conditions? And I was like, good question. Let's fix that. So now it's like you can notice it. You can notice when people aren't appreciative, right? You can look at that and go notice it, but I'm not dependent upon your appreciation, but it does make the environment better, right? Like when someone's thankful for something you did, I try to go out of my way to be thankful, to be honoring. You know, remember what I said, ungratefulness, dishonor, entitlement. So I'm, in, oh, I'm entitled for you to open the door for me. Like that's, that's, oh, I'm entitled because I have position because I have whatever. No, that's garbage. No, thank you very much. Thank you for doing that. Thank you for cleaning that up. Gee, someone who does something doesn't even affect you. You go up and thank them for it. They feel better, you feel better. So don't bring death to your circumstances. Okay, cool. Jeff said I was flying, but I'm going to spend some time on, on these, these things. I got a little bit of time. A little bit. I got a little bit of time. It's going to be good. Okay, so second point with a bunch of mini, with six mini points is how can I fix it? So you're like, if some of these things resonate, resonate with me, how can I fix it? Okay, cool. The good news is it's all up to you. At the end of the day, your life and how your life turns out is your choice. It's that simple. God's not going to do it for you. Uh, a leader, a pastor, a friend, a mentor, a coworker, your wife, whatever, they're not going to do it for you. You have to choose. So that's good and bad. It's good because it's your choice. It's bad because if you've lived a long time without making proper choices, it's difficult to do, but it's worth the fight, okay? So just remember, it's your choice, okay? So the first thing I have is, one of the, one of the keys I have is, let's choose to be thankful and grateful versus entitled. The entitled stuff that's going on is insane. It's crazy. We are programmed. We're programmed to be entitled. Okay. I'm 45 years old. There used to not be Netflix. There used to not be even VCRs. There didn't be So you like something came on TV. You had a couple channels to pick from. If you weren't there when it came on, you didn't get to see it. It's that simple. Now we're, I'm, I'm telling you right now, you're being programmed to be able to do whatever you want, whenever you want it. Whether you know it or not, okay, look, use, use stuff to your advantage. But if I can go on YouTube and I can watch something anytime I want, and as soon as it bothers me, get out, next thing, click, 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 breeds entitlement, breeds entitlement. The financial system is set up for entitlement. It's also set up to screw you. So don't get screwed, right? Unless you're married by the person you're married to. All right, fair enough. So I make that clear. That's, yeah, cool. All right. All right. We good? All right. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Leandra's like, well, I should have stayed in kids' church. I should, I should have not come and watched this. I got all my kids' church people back here. Let's go, kids' church. Man, let's go. Come on. I've been serving in kids the last, like, I don't know, like six months on Wednesday nights. That's why I was like, Pastor Jeff's like, do you, do you want to just come up or should we enter? I was like, people might not even know me. I've been back in kids. If you have a six to eight year old, I've been taking care of them on Wednesday nights. I love them. It's been super fun. If you want to join me, come and join me. Let's go. We're looking for a few good people. It'll be great. No, kids, it's so fun. 
their faith is like, oh my gosh. There's like miracles. I'm like, who needs healing? They're like, well, my, my next little, I'm like, put your hand up. All right. And then we all just like pray over them. They're like, I feel better. This is, I'm like, you're right. It's a miracle. It's awesome. You know, I'm like, just teaching that faith and it's renewing my faith. It's great. So I didn't need the intro, but I'm like, maybe some of y'all didn't know me. So Pastor Jeff, thank you, man. You're awesome. Soon to be roommate for a minute. It's going to be great. It's an inside joke. Sorry. It's going to be great. We're going to have, I know they're like, what the heck? It's what I do though. Like, it's your fault for choosing me to speak. You get some of these things. So, you know, Leander's like, focus. Okay, I'm back. I'm sorry. So we got that first one. Choose to be thankful, grateful versus entitled. Everything's better when you do that. Okay, second point or second mini point. Choose to bless what you have versus curse it. Change your words. Now check this out. This verse is going to apply to the, the, the last two points. It's going to be like, it's, it's uh, in John 6, 11, and this is the story of the loaves and the fish. Five loaves, two fish. It says, and Jesus took the loaves, and when he had given thanks, he distributed them to the disciples, and the disciples to those sitting down, and likewise of the fish as much as they wanted. So he's sitting in front of thousands of people. Five loaves, two fish. He began to distribute. I'll just give you, you know, I didn't do the whole story, but there were 12 basketfuls left. What did he do? He said, thanks. He blessed it. He brought blessing versus curse because it's so easy to look at what's in our hands. It's not enough. I can't do anything with this. This isn't enough. So I'm going to curse what's in my hand. No, 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 no. It's not enough right now. Okay, big deal. Bless it. Bless what's in your hand and let's go. Let's see. Let God see. Pastor Quacha stood up. I'm good. I'm going to leave now. All right. Y'all getting saved. It's going to be great. All right. Praise the Lord. Okay. That's a huge one, guys. But, but, but choose to bless what you have versus curse it. I cursed so many things in my life. So many things that curse people, not, not like purposely, but just like, oh, they'll never do this. You know, oh, he's just an idiot or I'm just an idiot or whatever, you know, all kinds of stuff. We're, you know, most of us are guilty of something like that. It's, it's not said with like evil intent usually, but the words have power. So instead I go, hey, I might not be where I want to go, but I'm not going to let where I am hold me back. I'm not going to curse myself. I'm not going to jack myself up by cursing where I'm at right now, because if I curse where I'm at right now, there's no way I'm going to go anywhere better, period. And if you do get promotion in that, you don't want it. It's going to jack you up because promotion will come, worldly promotion from the enemy. Enemy can pull strings. He can make stuff happen. He can totally make stuff happen, especially if he's got control of people. Oh, I just got promoted. I'm in this thing. You don't have the foundation to, to, to um, weather the storm and go through it, and it crushes you, jacks you up. It's, it's, it sucks. Okay, number three. Choose honor versus dishonor. Okay, okay. I got a little something on this. The pathway to honor is simple. Go first. We get it all wrong. We get it like, you got to show me my respect first, then I'll respect. No. How about I just be honorable? How about I just be respectful because that's who I am? Not because you had to treat me a certain way for me to be that way. So we go first. That's what kingdom people do. We bring honor and respect to every environment that we go to, even when we're treated the other way. Now, you can argue. It doesn't mean you just take everything. You can argue, but argue with dignity. Argue with honor. Argue with respect. Don't stoop to people's level. Don't do that. Okay, number four, choose to be with the Lord 
versus without him. Oh, back to Psalm 100, verse 4. All right? Remember, if I'm ungrateful, then it means I'm not coming with thanksgiving, which means it's going to be pretty hard to access the Lord. That's what I found in my life. That's what the scriptures seem to back up. Gratitude comes in, all that kind of stuff. So choose to be with God versus without him. Number five, choose to take pride in what you do versus be ashamed of it. Kind of like cursing something, but so many people, they're like, I'm not doing the career I want. I'm not making the money I want. And they just kind of like look down on themselves. Stop it. If that's you, stop it. Bless where you're at. It might not be where you want to be, but bless where you're at. Take pride in what you do. Take pride in the work of your hands. Take pride in the gifts and the talents and the abilities that God has given to you. Hey, you might be a one talent person. You, you might be a two talent. You might be a five talent. Who cares? The opportunity for return is the same, right? And then God's just looking for someone to be faithful. He's just looking for that. Cool. If you got one talent, don't, don't focus on the person who's got five talents in that, that similar area. Who cares? Focus on what you can control. All right? All right. Sweet. All right. And the last one. Choose to focus on what's good versus what is wrong. Okay. So what we focus on affects everything. One of my favorite verses, Philippians 4.8. Actually, if you memorize Philippians 4.6 through 8, but we're just going to do 4.8 right now. This is the Apostle Paul. Saying, finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, if there is any virtue and if there is anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. I'm telling you right now, if you can flip it, so many times we focus on what's bad, we have a hard time recognizing even what's good, it screws everything up. If we flip it, Look, I'm not telling you to stick your head in the sand and pretend like there's nothing wrong. There's plenty of stuff wrong. Focus on what's good. Recognize what's wrong. If you're spending more time focusing on what's wrong than focusing on what's good, you're going to be jacked up. You're going to find yourself in a, in, a, in a mess of stuff. So let's focus on what's good. Let's focus on what's positive. Let's focus, focus on what's a good report, what's holy, what's righteous. Let's focus on these things. Make those things the focus instead of, man, everything's screwed up. All this stuff. Look, I, I hate all this stuff that's going on right now with our country. But that's not my focus. I, but I know it's going on. But I'm not going to get drugged down into it and live there. I'm going to live above it. I'm going to go, I know this is jacked up, but we're going to pray. We're going to see stuff happen. We're going to take action. We're going to do stuff in the physical. We're going to do stuff in the supernatural. We're going to do everything we can to see something shift. And then God is going to take care of business. Just like he always has. Cool. The last slide I have. Here we go. Gratitude opens doors that money, influence, title, and position can't. So when I operate in a spirit of gratitude, it changes things. You'll find that things just come into your hands. You'll find that you align with a kingdom, um, kingdom way of thinking and doing things. I'll say it again because we don't have it up there. But gratitude opens doors that position, title, influence, and money can't. So I want to encourage you to be grateful for the things you have. Look, I know that there's been jacked up things that have happened to you. Physical things, mental things, all kinds of stuff. I know that. All of us have experienced stuff. All of us. You know, Jesus went through the worst of anybody. He was sinless. It says that Jesus knows what it was to be, to be tempted, but he never gave in. 
So like, I have been tempted and gave in for sure. A lot of times in my life, majority of my life, you know? She's like, yeah, you sure have. <laughs> but praise the Lord. Praise the Lord that he is good. That, that he forgives us of our sins. That, that, um, that, that he, he cleanses us. That he washes us. That he looks at us as though nothing has ever happened. As though you never even did it. Like you don't have to align with your old life. You don't have to align. You might have run and done crazy stuff back in the day. But that's not you anymore. It is... It is if you allow it to be, but don't allow it to be. Allow the, the cleansing and the forgiveness that Jesus Christ paid for with his body and his precious blood to wash over you and to change you and to be renewed. So right now, you know, it's, it, we're talking about a, a message on being grateful. And I couldn't be more grateful. Uh, I, I don't think I could be more grateful for what Jesus did for me personally. And right now, I just want you to think like, do I even recognize what Jesus did? You know, Jesus was, was, um, was, was crucified, died, was, was tortured, was beaten, um, was, was killed, was, was hung on a cross, was, was, was humiliated. And he did it for me. He did it for you. I'm personalizing it right now. I want you to personalize it right now if you haven't. But, it, but the greatest thing we can do to honor the sacrifice that he did is call him Lord and Savior. Is, 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 is take that opportunity, you know, so I, I, I want to I, I uh, put an appeal out to, to those of you who've never done that. If you've never done that, if you don't believe that Jesus Christ was, was, came, that he did miracles, signs, and wonders, that, that he was crucified, he was perfect, he was sinless, he was all God, he was all man, he came, clothed himself in human flesh and did it to redeem and restore us, to change stuff for us, to make it so we could have a life that's far beyond anything we could ever imagine. If you've never thought that, that you know, he died and, and he, he, was, he was put in a tomb and three days later he rose. And then after that, he went and he ascended. Now he sits at the Father and he intercedes for us. So if you've never said, you know, I believe that, I believe that Jesus is my Lord and my Savior. If you've never said that, I'm going to give you an opportunity to say that in just a minute. Same thing for anybody who's, you know, if you just feel like I'm just far off, like I just feel distant, like I feel like I need to recommit something. I feel like I need to publicly say something. I, I just want to, I just want to give you that opportunity. So I'm going to count to three. On the count of three, I would just like for you to, if that's you, if any of that resonates with you, I would like for you to raise your hand. And we're going we're gonna to lead you in a prayer. This is the most powerful moment that you can do in your life. This is the stake in the ground if this is you. So one, Jesus loves you. He died for you. He's for you. He has so much more for you than you can ever think or imagine. Number two, I don't, whatever you've done, whatever you think disqualifies you, you're wrong. You're not disqualified. because he's, he's like, he's calling you right now. How do you know that this is you? Your heart's probably beating pretty fast right now. Number three, if that's you, please raise your hand. Take an act of boldness, an act of faith. Raise your hand. If you never called Jesus your Lord and Savior, if you want to recommit yourself to following the Lord, raise your hand. This might, no one's promised tomorrow. Who knows? This might be your, your only opportunity. I hope that's not the case, but that's the reality. No one's promised. So if you haven't done it, do it. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. 
Thank you, Lord. Now I'm just going to lead us in a prayer. I'd like for, um, I'd like if we could, yeah, just everyone to just, just bow their head and we're just going to, we're just going to pray. Um, and especially those of you that raise your hands. So just repeat after me, Lord, I come to you in the name of Jesus Christ. I declare Jesus Christ is my Lord and my Savior. I repent for all my sin, and I thank you that you forgive me. I thank you that heaven is my home, Jesus is my Lord, and I am God's child. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, good job. I'm so proud of you guys. Great job. Now, one, one more thing, uh, one more thing I want to do is if, if anything in this message resonated with you guys, if anything with, I just know there's some stuff that I, that I need to shift. I'm going to pro provide an opportunity um, for some ministry. So why don't we just go ahead and all stand to our feet. And if something resonated with you, I'd like for you, if you could, just to raise your hand right now. That's right. Hands going up everywhere. That's right. Me too. You know, me too, for sure. So I don't know what the specific situation is, but we're, we're, just gonna, we're just gonna go after a few things right now. So I'm gonna lead you in a prayer right now Then I'm gonna pray over you. And at the end of service, when we're done, we're gonna have a ministry team up here that can pray for you more. And if you were one of those that made that decision to follow Jesus, right over here, we got a response lounge. Please go and see them. They wanna pray with you. They wanna meet you. They wanna help you on this journey. Please allow us to help you as much as you'll allow us to. So for those of us with our hands raised, just repeat after me. Say, Lord, I come to you in the name of Jesus Christ. I thank you that you are my father and I am your child. I come to you with reverent submission. I submit to you. I repent for my rebellion. I repent for being ungrateful. I repent for being entitled. And Lord, I repent for any dishonor that I brought to you. In the name of Jesus Christ, I break every agreement I've ever made with the lies of the enemy. In Jesus' name, I remove myself from that power and I command every spirit of the enemy to leave in the name of Jesus Christ. Now I'm just going to pray. Father, I come to you in the name of Jesus. Lord, I thank you. I thank you for your goodness. I thank you for gratitude. I thank you, God, that you are with us. I thank you, God, for every person here. I thank you, Lord, that you love us. I thank you that you're for us. I stand in agreement with the prayers that were prayed. Lord, we thank you that when we repent of our sin, you cleanse us and forgive us. So I declare right now cleansing and forgiveness over every person that said that prayer, Lord, in the name of Jesus Christ. And we break every power that the enemy has ever had over their lives. In the name of Jesus Christ, Lord, I thank you for your goodness. 
Uh, thank you, Lord. Now I just want to, let's just, let's just thank him and praise him. Thank him and praise him. Father, I thank you for your goodness. Father, I thank you that you're with me. Father, I thank you for my life. I thank you for my friends. I thank you for my family. I thank you for my country. I thank you for my church. I thank you for the air in my lungs. I thank you that you're with me. I thank you for the gifts and the talents and the abilities that you've given to me. I thank you, Lord, that I once was lost, but now I'm found. I thank you that you're a God of transformation. You're a God of restoration. You're a God of healing. You're a God of miracles, signs, and wonders. I thank you that you are with me when I'm in the valley, when I'm on the mountaintop, when I'm on the way up, and I'm on the way down. God, I give you praise and honor and glory. Holy are you, Lord, worthy of praise and honor and glory. Let my life glorify you in everything that I do. Father, I love you. We praise you. Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Thanks for listening. To find out more about our locations, team, and what we do here at Awakened Church, go to awakenedchurch.com.